right, hello and welcome to the Conjecturing, a horrorish podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. Greg. Hello. And I'm your host, Rob. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Doing very well, thank you. Yeah, I know. Uh, me, I got a little cold here, so my throat's a little scratchy. Um, but fighting through it, I'm, uh, I'm trying to down some um, vodka right now to <laughs> to help clear it up um, and see how it goes. Sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Vodka kills everything. Exactly, exactly. That's that, that's my that's my idea. Um, so speaking of drinking, um, what's in the, what's in the cups tonight? I was gonna say, um, I was thinking the other day of a what's in the cup segment, and uh, can anybody do their best Brad Pitt from Seven, as in what's in the cups? That has Greg written all over it. <laughs> what's in the cups? What the? What's in the cups? What's in the cups? <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. That's good, Greg. I like it. I like it. I could probably edit that. No, that'll work. Right. Okay, I like it. There I like you it. go. I gave okay. it. I gave it my best shot. No, it's good. That's good. It's more than I think I was gonna give. Yeah, that's a good job. Okay. Uh, so, what's in your cup, Greg? <laughs> I've done the screwdriver again. That's my go-to. I had to kill off the rest of my OJ. So. Uh, put it on ice. Let me bring it up to the mic here. Nice. Tell me how that sounds. The OJ's still good? The same one that you bought? Uh, yeah, doesn't OJ last? Doesn't that OJ have like a shelf life of like three or four months? <laughs> I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> OJ. <laughs> oh, I mean, it no. tastes okay. If, I, mm-hmm. if you hear like a, a, mm-hmm. a clunk and a silence mm-hmm. at one point, then I definitely <laughs> drink that OJ. Okay, all right. Okay, Laura. (laughs) Laura, what are you drinking? I am uh, still drinking those IPAs. This time, I am drinking Mm. a Drake's Kickback IPA. Mm. I uh, just finished one, so I'm about to open my other one right now. Wait, is that is that is that is that Drake like the singer? No, it's Drake's Brewing Company. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to edit that out so I don't sound stupid. Okay. Rob, by the way, I like the fact that you referred to him as a singer and not a rapper. <laughs> I think most, a lot of people might agree with you. You can't, you can't take mm-hmm. that out. No, I don't think you've okay. heard of Drake's because it's a Northern California brewery. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, all right, okay. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm drinking uh, some tea with vodka in it. Uh, a little oh. bit of tea for the throat, a little bit of vodka for the throat. Uh, like Greg said, you know, I might, might pass out too, so... So we'll see what happens here. Um, uh, so let's get into something new we kind of wanted to bring in. Uh, we kind of wanted to bring uh, a segment where we could follow up with any um, subject matter we want to talk about from previous shows. Um, I think the the most important thing is uh, Greg's rap at the end of the episode. <laughs> I think uh, I think that was the yeah. most important Wait, why part. Why do you say my rap? It's our rap. That's true. We, we did all write it together. Uh, we each took a bar. We each took a line. Greg is the one though that 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 put it you know put that flow on it, um, <laughs> you know made it made it jiggy as M Night probably would say. Oh man! And, Spoiler and, alert! And we just before. alerted people who didn't hear it, maybe didn't get past the outro music. Well, now, now you guys yeah. know there's some Easter eggs. Now you guys got to know to listen all the way through the music, and there's usually always something at the end. Uh, definitely at the end of the visit, there was a rap that Greg performed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he sounded like a goblin, but. <laughs> You know, but it was cool. It was cool. I mean, I mean, I have to give him props. I thought it was really good. I was worried about doing the rap, you know, because I didn't want to have a whole episode of us bashing this kid rapping and then we do it and clearly we're worse. 
Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but Greg, Greg did it. Greg was better than that nine-year-old white kid. So give it up to Greg. Oh, Bravo, so? Greg. Bravo. I thought we were at a disadvantage because the way we set up was like one person writes one line and the other person writes the other line. So it was kind of difficult, but uh, it was super fun. Yeah, it, it turned out good. I, I thought it was Drake, the musician. Yeah. <laughs> the musician, the singer. Yeah, the singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I do, uh, as far as... Um, as far as uh, funny games go, I kind of want to start off and just say uh, sorry to Laura. I definitely was yelling at you more than I probably should have. No, not really yelling, uh, you know, arguing uh, loudly. Your apology okay. is not accepted. No, I'm just <laughs> you know, no I mean, that, that's the point. That's the point of the podcast. And even though I give you guys a hard time, like, why are you guys always yelling at me? I know there are going to be times where, well, I hope and and one episode at least where someone agrees with me yeah no, no it, it'll happen it'll happen one day you know um it won't be human centipede but it'll happen one day you know yeah. do you think we can go one episode without mentioning that because no, we haven't that's, uh, no that, i'm trying to get it into every episode every episode i gotta mention it somewhere yeah well you're uh, you're uh you're four for four Mm-hmm, exactly exactly yeah but one thing i wanted to say from funny games though i was thinking about this the other day of the way I watched that movie, I, you know, I didn't. I watched it and I took notes during it, and then I would pause it and write things or look up who this actor was. So I don't know if that kind of changed the way I viewed it. If you know, if I should have just watched it completely through. So I think going forward, uh, the movies we're gonna watch, I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it one time fully through, and then write my initial opinions, and then maybe go back. And watch it a second time and kind of maybe picks things apart. Yeah. Because I don't know if watching funny games that way. Because I can put in the pod for funny games. Like, I should really like this movie. It does so many things I admire. But, you know, for some reason I just couldn't do it. So I don't know if that was part of it. The fact that I kept stopping and taking myself out of it to look at something else and then getting yeah. back in. So I, I mean, was in a flow. Rob, that's a really good point. And something we talked yeah. about in our, in our intro is it also you know, where you are, what time of day it is, what you're doing, who you're with. And I mean, I think we all need to kind of figure out the best way for us to rewatch these movies. I mean, luckily for for me, I've seen everything we've talked about uh, up until this point. So um, mm-hmm. it was nice because when I rewatched, I could just kind of look down and take quick notes, but I'd already seen mm-hmm. it. Um, and that's yeah. something I definitely have to think about when we watch a movie that I haven't seen. I, I probably am going to yeah. want to do the same. I'm going to want to watch it all the way through once, you know, and just. Yeah. Yeah. Full, full yeah it's, it's just something I thought about the other day and I was like, oh, wow, that might've changed something about it. So I, you know, I, I'm not going to change my, my, what I thought at the moment, but you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe one day down the road, if we can get to 10 years, we'll come back and rewatch funny games Oh my goodness. <laughs> and see where we're at. You know? Yeah. Do you, Greg, do you have anything else from funny games you want to talk about? No. Okay. Cool. 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 All right, so uh, so then we're going to pretty much the what are we going to be uh, conjecturing this week? This week's choice, we're going to be doing 2001's Jeepers Creepers. Uh, this will be Justin Long in there. So this was Greg's choice. So Greg, why did you pick this movie? And why do you consider this to be a horror movie? Yeah, why, Greg? Why? <laughs> Great question. Uh, the second one's good. Why did, why did I pick this movie? Because... At the time that I watched it, it was released in 2001. I saw it on DVD with a bunch of friends. And 
I felt like at the time that I watched it, it was hands down the worst movie experience that I had ever gone through. Worst movie of, of all time. I felt very, by the end of the movie, I felt disgusted. I felt <laughs> betrayed as a, as a movie watcher. I thought it was really the worst. I really held it at, you know, at the bottom of every movie that I had seen up until I was 17, I think. Yeah. So that was, so now when we look back at our history of horror movie watching, it stand, it stood out to me. So I thought I would watch it and question, why did I hate this movie so much? Do I still hate it as much? Was I justified in quote unquote hating it? Let's have a revisit of this movie. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you were personally offended by it. Yeah, doesn't everybody have a movie that sticks out in their mind as the worst movie that they had ever seen? Um, and and I'm not even talking about in the the horror genre. I'm talking about any movie I had seen up until that day of my life. I thought that nothing was worse than this. So I decided, you know what? Let's make this one of the early ones that we that we review. That was why I picked nice. it. Nice. Greg, why do you consider this a horror movie? Or do you? Yeah, I, it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie because it's scary. It, it frightens you. There's uh, shocking moments. It deals with death. It's By all accounts, it's a horror movie. All of the criteria that we discussed in our first episode uh, pertain to this type of movie. Um, it builds up suspense. It shows you very shocking imagery. And it makes you uncomfortable and unnerved. Yeah. So we'll get into why, but that's my criteria. It's definitely a horror movie. Okay, okay. And and Laura, have you you seen this movie before? Right? We've all I like, did. Originally, originally, we've all seen this movie. Yes, yes. I saw it in the right? theaters when it came out with one of my ex boyfriends. Oh, wow. okay. Put it back for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, it's how, actually how, the reason we broke up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he called you Jeepers Creepers as like a pet name, and you're like, like oh, done. I'm out. Hey, my little Jeepers Creepers. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely, I mean, this is definitely, I mean, from the movies we've seen so far, this is the one where I did originally see it. Um, so I did see this back, I don't know if it was in 2001, but it was definitely early on. I'm pretty sure I did see this in theaters too. Um, so I, you know, I have a fondness for this movie. So we'll get into that in a little bit. So this might be another episode where I'm going to be arguing with somebody maybe. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I just yeah wow um yeah so let's uh before we get into the actual movie part of the discussion uh, I wanted to kind of go into a subject or a segment I'm sorry uh something I wanted to kind of title our horror-ish segment of the week um this is just kind of a segment we have whether it's a, a goofy question or it could be a game that we kind of do just to have a little bit of fun before we get into the meat of the pod um, so this week, I do have a question for you guys, and I put it up on Twitter and Instagram. We got a couple of responses. So I want to read you guys the question first, and then we'll go into um, your guys' responses first, okay? Great. Okay, so the the question, the horrorish question of the week we got. Okay, so you're on a road trip in a horror movie, all right? You guys get the premise so far? You're on a road trip in a horror movie? Yes. I think that's like 50% of horror movies. <laughs> Um, but it, it pertains to Jeepers Creepers, so that, that's kind of why I thought of this one. So what vehicle would you choose from any media? Could be movies, TV, books, you know, video games, whatever. You know, what vehicle would you choose to be on that road trip? And who 
like what character would you want to ride shotgun with you to pretty much make sure you live through this experience mm. so do you guys want an answer yeah Laura go first I feel like my brain needs to rack on this one <laughs> I, so, I, can, I can go to the twitter questions the quick twitter answers if you guys want and give you guys a couple of minutes to think about it it's up to you go for it yeah you can do that okay let's do that all right, all right. so i got so from twitter i got it's just ug 82 uh and that's at cp underscore tis uh said i'm driving the mystery machine and dutch from predator is riding shotgun because he knows best <laughs> If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yes. Whoa. Dodge from uh, Predator. Oh, yeah, man. and then the Mystery Machine. I thought was a good choice there. That was a good choice. So that that'd be a pretty good that'd be a pretty good road trip right there. You know. Dutch is the ultimate survivalist. I wish that yeah. was my pick. <laughs> yeah, you can't take these. If once somebody says these, you can't take them now. Okay. You know. Uh, so I got I got one more here. So I got uh, uh also from Twitter. I got Jinxie Cats. So it's at Jinxie Cat one four three. She said she'd be driving a DeLorean and with riding shotgun with her would be Ash from Evil Dead. So good. So that's another good nice. So if you're riding the DeLorean and you're about to get caught, you could just go back in time and try it all over again, right? So good. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's a good a good, yeah, that's a good Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, that is. Let's see. So uh Laura, do you want to do your one? Yeah. Do yours? Um, so I I was thinking about this and even though I know you said it could be from any media, it doesn't have to be, or I'm sorry, any genre doesn't have to be horror genre. Mm-hmm. Could be from books, TV. I just, for some reason, I just could not get myself to go too far off the genre because, in my mind, that's all I know, and that's what I know I need to survive. Um, although I guess you could kind of debate this answer, but I was thinking for Carr, I was thinking about from John Carpenter's uh, 80s film, Christine, okay. Christine the Car, mm-hmm. you know, the 1958 Plymouth Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know why, but I keep thinking about that. And even though in the movie, I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. the car like possesses the driver. Yeah, because isn't the car the murderer? The car yeah, the killer, like goes right? on a killing rampage. I just feel like mm-hmm. as long as you know, as long as this is my story, this is mm-hmm. my horror story, and I'm the main character, and this is my car. You know, as long as I'm not possessed, I feel like that would just be an incredible car to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ugh, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of my answer for car. Not great, but I just <laughs> kept popping into my head. First thing that would come to my head. But I'm pretty pumped about who's sitting next to me. And I think that would have to be Ellen Ripley from The Aliens. Oh, nice, Ooh. nice. Which, She's uh, like as badass as it gets. So I figure no matter what we get in, I'm I'm good. I'm good with her sitting next to me. Which uh, which Ellen Ripley are you thinking? Which one do you picture in your head? You picture Ellen Ripley, you know, the one where she has like the big old gun. Um, are you thinking like the early one where she's in like the first Alien movie? Or are you thinking about like Alien Resurrection where she shaves her head? No, not Alien Resurrection. Yeah, one of the one of the early ones. One of the early ones. She was the big yeah. old bazooka. When she's like, <sighs> get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> she's so badass. Yeah. That'd be a good choice. That'd be a good choice. I like that. I like that. All right, Greg, what about what about you, Greg? Did you think of something yet? Yeah, I, I did. It's a tough question because it's you could pick literally anything. I'd have to go with Kit from Knight Rider. That's the car I'm in, um, just because okay. you can do anything. And if we're going to get killed by somebody that's chasing us, at least 
I'm going to be entertained along the way. At least I have somebody to talk to before I die. Uh, <laughs> and actually writing shotgun, uh, I kind of want to mix it up and say I'm writing shotgun and David Hasselhoff <laughs> is driving. So I want him no! I want him in control of Kit. I want that tag team duo. Um, okay. I guess that works. It's just Sue's in the car with you, I guess. Yeah. You Great. Mm-hmm. Great. You want the last person you potentially see and talk to to be David Hasselhoff? <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody wants that, if, whether or not they admit it. Mm-hmm. No. 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 You would maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Are no. you, you going to have your like shirt open like him and your chest hair? Both your guys' chest hairs are out? Yeah, that's a given. We both are dressed identically. We both have wavy, permy hair. We're both windows down. <laughs> not a care in the world, guys, even if the creepers. You guys are getting hair. murdered quick, and if you guys are <laughs> yeah, out, it's open. Mm-hmm. Is this a horror movie? This doesn't sound like one. <laughs> it sure is, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something I wouldn't want to watch. It might be a horror movie. Yep. <laughs> horror subjective, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Jeez, I don't know, man. Uh, that's a good one, though, Greg. It's a good one. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, for me, my, my first thought for a car would be uh, the Shaggin' Wagon from Dumb and Dumber. No. Just, so I, I thought like nobody's gonna try to stop you for driving around in a big dog. Like they're gonna see that you're gonna see that and be like, no, we're not we're not going after that person. They're crazy. Yeah. You know? I think um, people would think that you were the the murderer if they saw you driving around in that. I know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um and then definitely for who's riding shotgun with me, I have to pick my boy Dean Winchester from Supernatural. I, I know that guy is prepared for everything, and then he can also stop for burgers and get some pie on the way. So I'm happy. I'm ready to go. Oh, you're looking at it from like the wow. overall trip perspective. It's good. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking of, Greg. <laughs> Dude, I would love to chill with Michael Knight for three or four straight days on the open road. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm not even gonna get into what? that. I just think about it. <laughs> Yeah, everybody, just picture that. Eventually, you know, maybe maybe one day when we get like more listeners, we can have people send in send in some sketches of Greg and and, <laughs> uh, and David Hasselhoff in a car together. That'd be awesome. Oh my god, please, please let. I started watching syndicated reruns of that a, a couple of months ago, and trust me, it is the coolest show ever. And he is the the awesomest guy that you've ever seen on TV. Awesomest. <laughs> Awesome, that's a word, right? Oh man, that's sure. funny. That's funny. Um, well, I think we got. I think we actually got one more answer, Laura. Do you got an email? Actually, I do. I do. Um, let's see. This is from Mike M from uh, San Francisco, California. And oh wow, actually talks about two things that uh, myself and one of our uh, Twitter followers said. So let's see. He says he's going to be in the armored personnel carrier from Aliens. And writing shotgun is Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future because he can use his knowledge of science to fix the vehicle or any other problem that needs solved. And not to mention, he is hilarious. Well, that's true. Nice, nice, nice. Two Back to the Future. I like that. Nice. I'm trying to think what the actual car was, what, what the personnel carrier was from Aliens. Is that like a spaceship? No, it's the big like yellow thing that she's wearing. What? Like the machine? It's like an exoskeleton um, device where right? you stand in it and it's got hydraulic arms and legs and basically a, an open-faced Wait, robot. So, so where is Dr. Brown? Is he like hanging on your back? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Does he have one too? You guys are just walking. It's kind of like a one-person machine. walking down the road? 
I think I think I'm wrong here. I think I, I think it's the big um you know, like the big military looking car. Military car or something? Armored? Yeah. That's the armored personnel carrier. Okay. I don't know why. Oh. I just saw her in the big yellow, you know, machine. Okay. All right, you guys, we just we looked up the picture of the armored personnel carrier from aliens and we have to say sorry to Mike M. It's definitely not Ripley in an exoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an actual car. Uh, it is it is badass. It is badass. It's a badass car. That yeah. that would be a good one to do a road trip in. Uh, and Doc Brown fits in it, so it works perfectly. So, <laughs> so, so good job, Mike M. Uh, but, oh, yeah. but that but that was hilarious. I, I like our image of that's another thing I want somebody to sketch out. Somebody sketch out uh, Ripley in the exoskeleton and Doc Brown's on top waving because that would be awesome. <laughs> Like not strapped in at all. There's no safety harness. He's just sitting on top. And I want him to be wearing like the 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 umbrella thing on his head. He was wearing, you know, when he was trying to like read mine. Yes. Yeah, I want him to be wearing that too because that'll be even funnier. Oh yeah. man! So that's pretty much our question. That's our answers. Uh, so you guys can hit us up if you guys want to answer the question yourself. You guys can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod, or you can also send us an email, Conjecturing Pod at Gmail. Um, so now we're pretty much going to go into the meat of the pod here and get to the actual movie review. Um, so like we said in the beginning, we're doing Jeepers Creepers. We do have a spoiler warning, of course. We're going to talk about the movie in detail, just so everybody knows that. So this was a 2001 movie. Director was Victor Salva. And let's see who... Let's see, Greg, do you want to try to do a movie synopsis? I'm horrible at them, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm just going to read straight verbatim from the internet. <laughs> That's not fun. Is, is, if it's no fun, okay, I'm just going to pass on this. Laura, go for it. Oh, I was not prepared for this. You, were, you um, are really good at it, Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, all right. Unless you want me to drone okay. on for about 10 minutes about the, the minutia of the movie. No, you don't nope, want that. Nobody wants that. Okay, so this brother and sister, they are on a road trip home to see their mom. Sounds like it's spring break. They're like in college. And in the very beginning, they're talking about how the highway is pretty creepy and how they know some people that were murdered years back. And sure enough, they encounter this really creepy car. Ooh, which that car is pretty badass, too, actually. Mm. And they they basically get into an accident with it and drives away. They see it later down the road, and it seems as if the driver of that car is dumping bodies and pretty much from there, whatever it is that's in this car, human, demon, we're not really sure, kind of sets his eyes on this brother-sister duo and pretty much won't stop until he gets what he Ooh, wants. Yeah, definitely. Get those eyes. Mm-hmm. Get those get those, get, <laughs> get those get fevers. Those fevers. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's a good synopsis, Laura. That's a good synopsis. I like it. I like it. Definitely. Like I said, you're good at that. You're good at that. Aww. Yeah, so this uh, so this movie stars you got Justin Long as in this movie as Daryl, and you have his sister, not uh, Daryl, Gary, 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 Daryl. Okay, I have to edit that out. We're just talking about The Office, so oh, that's true. Okay. So you got Justin Long in this movie as Derry, uh, and then you got his sister Trish, played by Gina Phillips. So just a quick, uh, quick question, you guys: What's your favorite Justin Long performance? Oh. That's easy. That's easy? What is it? Dodgeball? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I have to jump on Agreed? that bandwagon. That was his yeah. best. Yeah. Have you guys seen Tusk? No. Greg, did you see Tusk? 
Oh no, no, he's really good in that movie. It's a, it's a fucked up movie, but man, I, I, it makes me for uh, not really forget, but he's such a good actor, Justin Long. I don't think he gets the cred he should. Yeah, he's really that's a Kevin Smith movie, right? Yeah, 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 he's I, he's an excellent actor. I love how he just portrays, you know, whatever he jumps into, he just goes all the way. I love it. Um, was he a good actor in Jeepers Creepers? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he was yeah. awesome in Jeepers Creepers. Oh my god, I thought god. he was great in Jeepers Creepers. I love Justin Long. Laura, you disagree. I think this is the problem. You are you. I'm doing my thing. <sighs> yes, you're doing your thing, and mm-hmm. you have this. Like nostalgia thing and this, like actually, it's incredible. You're very passionate and like loyal to certain actors, and then that's that. That's it. They can do no wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know Justin Long has gotten better through his acting career. Dodgeball is fantastic, but his acting in this movie was insane. You're cra- you're crazy. I thought his acting was really good in this movie. His facial expressions when he's like looking down the pipe mm-hmm. to see if he could find the dead bodies mm-hmm. it was so bad. And then his face when he's falling, I mean, it was like, <laughs> oh my God, it was so All bad. Right. Well, I mean, Laura, I do have to give you that when he was like, rats. Oh my God. <laughs> that, was, that was extremely cheesy. But you, so you're saying that blocked you yes. from enjoying and that anything was else? Pretty much in the beginning. And so from then on, his acting was just terrible. I, I couldn't, I couldn't. But this is what I've been talking about, you guys, in these movies where you're hit with a moment that you really don't agree with or that takes you out. We are unable to re-engage in the movie. Isn't this a problem? It is. I guess. I mean, I was locked in from the beginning, just giving googly eyes to him. <laughs> yeah. So now I just don't, I feel like I can't take anything Rob says now the rest of this episode, seriously. Uh, but but can I say though it wasn't just Justin Long's poor acting in the beginning that got me. It was also the actual what is it? We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into. It. We're not even to the actual movie yet. <laughs> we'll get into it. I'll, you know, let's let's let's. let's I have a Wait. couple interesting facts. What? What was the thing's name? The oh, it's, it's uh, the creeper. Creeper. It's the creeper. Oh, yeah. oh, he did have a name. Creepy creeper. Yeah. His name was Creepy Creeper. Well, he didn't have a name, but he's known as the Creeper. Let's see. If you pause for a second, I can look it up. Let's see. Uh... You don't have to look it up. I'm <laughs> he's the Creeper. Internet circles. I. This is my movie. I did a little bit of background research. He's the Creeper. Hmm. He's the Creeper. You're still googling it. God damn it! Oh, no, it's in, it's in I've the... lost all credibility with you two. But I couldn't find it. Okay, I'm not it. googling it. I believe you. Don't Google it. All right, all right, okay. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. His name's the Creeper. The only thing I wrote down in my notes was demonic creature. That's literally all I wrote. I have yeah. no idea. Okay. Maybe his name was uh, Keeper Creeper. I don't know. All right, let's no, get it's just the Creeper. All right, let's get back into it. Let's get back into it. So I got an interesting fact I found out about this movie. I know Greg has some info, but I got I got an interesting fact that the film takes its name from a 1938 song, Jeepers Creepers. You didn't know that? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't know that. No, I do that. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, but the, here's the, a fun fact. Here's a fun fact. Um, um, Greg, do you want to sing that song real quick? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get them peepers? Mm-hmm, I'm so mm-hmm, happy right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like 
like that. That's good in the end. That's gonna be our end soundbite. I love it. <laughs> oh you know? my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you, Greg is like our go-to guy that we want to do anything with noises or sounds or singing or voices. Thank God. Um, I'm the fucking monkey. Just point to me and I'm gonna dance. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it. That's how it works. Dance monkey. Laura, yeah, Laura does the synopsis perfect. So we're all getting our roles. Yeah, good job. <laughs> um. See what else? Uh, oh, one thing I did find, I did actually find interesting that Francis Ford Coppola of Godfather fame executive produced this. <laughs> I thought that was interesting that he would put his stamp on this movie. You know, maybe he maybe he saw something that you guys aren't seeing. You know, maybe he saw Justin Long and he was like, "This kid's gonna be a star." Mm. I don't know about that, but <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you guys. Silence, you are in agreeing with me. Oh no, I, I, I read Rob. I, I read something uh, along those lines that uh, Victor Salva came to Coppola with this script and he bought into it. I think that when you read the script and the premise, I would buy into it too. I think it's so. One of the things that I liked about it was the premise and the setup. So, okay, let's uh, yeah, let's get into that, yeah. Greg. Greg, uh, Greg has done some research on the director and kind of like why he made this film. So Greg, you can get into that. Sure. So first of all, I, I want to just tackle the elephant in the room and say he has a pretty shady past. Uh, a lot of people have talked about this. He's, you know, Creeper? however, huh? Creeper? No, no, no. The, the director and writer, Victor Salva. I know. Is he, is he a Creeper? Creeper is, so this guy was born in 1958. When Jeepers Creepers came out, he was 40 years old or so it was the sixth movie out of the 10 that he's directed and so my understanding from what i've read is that he grew up with a lot of the classic horror movies dracula frankenstein um specifically the creature from the black lagoon which was kind of the primary inspiration for the creeper the creeper is the the name of the the villain for this movie um and his sort of the purpose or intent behind the movie was to recapture all of the things that he loved about quote-unquote real scary movies growing up while also giving some room for like dark humor that's something you guys probably experienced watching it that they tried to make it kind of lighthearted in certain ways so that um you know it, it, it would take your mind off of the the more despicable things that was going on throughout the movie so he's he's very much a fan of suspense and monster type movies not like the freddy krueger or or jason like slasher type movies but kind of like like i said the old traditional ones okay no that's a lot of good information greg you did a good job doing your research there yep yeah as far as the movie goes you know rotten tomato scores are pretty much down the middle um you know audience score you got 48 percent critic score you got 46 percent so a little bit under 50 as the movie itself, though, like uh, the budget was only ten million dollars, it made almost sixty, so it definitely made its money back. I mean, I think that's why they made what two sequels to it. I think there's part two and three out there. Um, I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> but... Like I said, if a movie makes that much money, then they're gonna make a sequel no matter what exactly. the movies are, right? You know, especially in whatever in two thousand one. You know. Yeah, so let's get into the actual movie a bit now. I have some re- some reviews and stuff like that, but we could wait till a little bit. They're probably more oriented to what you guys think. So let's get into the movie. You know, um, for me, being the one who liked this movie quite a bit, I, lo- I loved the opening. I thought it was such a good opening to this movie. Did you, were, did you guys at least say the opening was good? 
Laura? Uh, you mean the fact that they are all of a sudden like there's a car that's getting really close to them and then just starts ramming them and they're like, what, what the fuck? Like, well, I mean, just, just the opening of them talking, you know, kind of setting up, you know, who they are, brother and sister, they're on a road trip, you know, they, they go, the, you know, they pass the RV um, and then, you know, then next thing you know, the, the car's like coming up behind them quickly and honking at them. I thought it was a really good opening. I liked the car coming up quickly behind them and honking. And I, I liked that. I wouldn't say that anything before that really grabbed my attention. I wouldn't say I loved that. But by that point, were you already thinking Justin Long wasn't a good actor by that point? <laughs> well, you're forgetting that I've, I've seen this before and I knew how I felt about it before. And granted, a lot of time has passed since that first time. But um, I mean, yeah, if just their dialogue in the beginning. I didn't think either one of them were great actors. So for me, it was just like, all right, let's let's get this done. Like you're setting up who you are and what you're doing. Um, and so I think that's why when that car did you know, start coming out of nowhere really quickly. Uh, and then especially when it started ramming them like that to me was like, Oh, okay, this is cool. What are we doing here? Yeah. I love the, I love setting the seeds of uh, what you're going to figure out or find out really find out later on, but something that ties in later on is that he doesn't do his laundry. <laughs> oh my God. I, I thought that was good foreshadowing for a, a scene later on that we'll talk about. It's probably my favorite scene in the movie. It's probably my least favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. Oh my god, crazy, crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, so pretty much after after that, they kind of go through what you guys talked about. You know, they see they see the guy parked, throwing the bodies into the hole and everything, and they they go off. He tries to run him down and all that. The one part that I did didn't like. I mean, I, you know, if we if we kind of go through this movie, so right away, Laura, you're already you're already kind of done with this movie in the very beginning. At what point were you like, I'm done? It's, I really wish I could remember how I felt about it when I first saw it. I mean, when that moment was. Um, when he, yeah, when he's like looking down that tunnel, that was just so bad. Well, and it was just like the typical, what are, what are you guys doing? Like, what, you know, you're yelling at the screen. This is very like 90s, typical kind of like horror tropes for that area or that, that uh, generation. It's just like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? You know, all the decisions they're making are so terrible. It's just so painful to watch. And then, yeah, I think that tied in with just not great acting. It's like, okay, I don't know. I mean, I will give you the scene where, where they run them off the road and then he's pleading with her to go back. Yeah. It's a tough sell. That is the scene where I'm like, yeah, the world's like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a horror movie. Of course, you have to go back because, or there's no movie. But that's the one scene where I was like, all right, you know, I get that's like stupid. Like, you wouldn't go back in real life. Right. You know, it would be even, even though he, he referenced like the nearest payphone is not whatever, 20 miles away, the probably most important thing would be to just get to a phone and call. And, and I did like to, I remember now that they made reference to our phones are dead, you know? Mm hmm. I feel like in every horror movie now there has to be some little plot thing that our phones batteries are dead or more currently we don't have bars we don't have wi-fi you got such easy get out of anything to be like oh just call this person you know yeah 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 and pretty much after that you know like like the uh, laura greg said uh you know he falls down the well or whatever it is the pipe he falls down the pipe and he's inside there and then you know, you get to see all the craziness down there. I forgot about all this stuff. I forgot about a lot of this stuff. 
because I, I was watching this and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Right. You know, you know, like I, I kind of remember uh, the guy on the ground scene and, and everything with that. And which I thought it was a good jump scare when the guy, the body like grabbed his foot. I thought it was mm-hmm. a good jump scare. But then, yeah, when they reveal like the walls and all the bodies, I thought that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Were you already like checked out by then, Laura? Like they, that didn't matter to you? I thought that was fucked up. I know. Now I'm like thinking, I'm like, man, I really am shutting this down early. And I'm trying so hard to like rack my brain to not to think about any other thoughts I had at the time. I mean, yeah, I think I think at the time, probably when I saw this originally, that was a little sh- shocking to see. Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly. I, I, I definitely will say that like looking over my notes I took on rewatch, I would say the within the first 10 minutes, I'm now writing in my notes. Literally, I'm quoting myself. I'm writing. I'm outraged. You know, like I'm just so <laughs> mad at the decisions they're making. And I mean, I, I know I'm probably just not sticking with the like, the order of the movie right now but for me i it also comes down to the actual creeper and i just thought he was so ridiculous looking and like what he does is ridiculous and you know this kind of came out around the same time when you know they were redoing all of the uh nimer on elm streets and all all that kind of newer movies started coming out of these like older villains we've seen and everyone is just looking scarier and you're just seeing more and more gore and like things that are really shocking you and i just felt like for 2001, I just felt like this movie was behind mm. on those aspects. Yeah, when I watched well, it first, I remember that was one thing that I definitely thought when I watched it the first yeah. time. I, I hadn't even thought about that until you mentioned it just now. I really thought that at the time. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, though, because, you know, not to jump ahead, like you said, you know, or, or whatever. Um, I, I feel somewhat the same what you're saying as far as the creeper looks like. Mm-hmm. But the thing with me is they don't reveal that until halfway through the movie maybe a little farther mm-hmm. i mean definitely when the wings pop out that's the first kind of reveal and then eventually you really see who he is but that's not until at least halfway through the movie though yeah good so, point but are you so are you talking about from the beginning you just didn't like that he had a coat and a hat no it wasn't that there so you know when they first drive by him and they're like hey that's the guy that got really close to us and then he sees them yeah. and he just stands there that idea is so good in theory. I- I've seen it so many times. The guy's just standing there, you know, the-, the killer or the demon, whatever, just standing there staring at you, staring at them. And it was not creepy. It was not scary. It. I literally was like, that guy just looks crazy. He just looks like a crazy guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I thought, I thought, like I said, until they actually reveal more of who he is, I thought they did a really good job of that suspense of like who is this and like what is he doing and then eventually you're like what is he you know so i thought like i said the first half of the movie to be honest with you i was really locked in i was like this you know i i was like really suspenseful you know like nervous what not really nervous nervous watching it but being like whoa shit like this guy is fucking creepy like what i don't i guess i don't remember a lot of it from originally seeing it mm-hmm. so that's why i'm surprised that you're kind of saying from the beginning you were just like oh he looks like a creepy guy and just that's not really like enough for you. Yeah, I think like I, I it's just the time when I saw it, I had been seeing mm. all these other things. I I don't remember exactly how many years apart they were, but I remember this came out somewhat around the time where like the Freddy versus Jason, which I know so dumb, like 
why do you got to remake these movies and mash these characters together and whatever. But the images of those, even though we already know what they look like from these past movies, I just remember those images being so much more horrifying than this guy was, mm. which just kind of takes me back to the whole, this is 2001. Mm-hmm. This just felt like a 80s or 90s movie to me. You know what's mm. surprising about that, Laura, is okay, that okay. I, I thought that listen, you know, going over our cu- last couple of podcasts that you were more frightened and terrified by things perpetrators and and killers that were more likely to be realistic and things that would happen in real life. So I would have expected that Mm -hmm. this type of this type of character, at least in the beginning, when when they drove by and saw, you know, by all accounts could be a murderer dumping bodies into well and watching them see him do this. I thought that of the three of us, you would be the one that would think, oh, my God, this is super scary because now he's going to be after me. You know, and that you don't find him as scary as like a Jason or a Freddy, which are totally fictitious. <clears throat> so I, I did think the scene are like hitting them that I, I had a lot of anxiety during mm-hmm. that scene. That was I, I do have a handful of scenes that I was like, OK, that was cool because I was really trying to, you know, put my opinions aside and think of things that I, I did think was interesting and that was uh one of them but again when i see him standing there on that farm staring at them at, at least from my memory of back when i saw it in 2001 and also re-watching it obviously knowing he doesn't look like a, a regular man to me he just looks like this crazy thing yeah. no i get that i get that yeah i'm just trying yeah. to like i said I'm, I'm just trying to see where you kind of you know clocked out or where you were just kind of like oh this you know isn't really like scary anymore because like i said i i was in the opposite perspective as far as that goes you know um so let's let's keep going a little bit in the movie here we're kind of getting to i think my favorite scene my favorite scene in this movie uh yeah so after they flee the um the dead body bunker, you know, with all the dead bodies on the wall and everything, they go to a diner because they want to call the police. And so they're there, they call the police and then whatever, the stupid clairvoyant lady. I'm, I really don't want to talk about <laughs> it. It's really dumb. But, uh, uh, you, you know, it's dumb, huh? Uh, oh, yeah, that's, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But, uh, so they're there, you know, they, they, they talk to the clairvoyant lady who says, you know, whatever her stupid thing she says to him. And then, the the people yell at them like hey somebody's you know getting somebody's ransacking your car so then they run outside and their car you know somebody went through it and then and then uh the, my note i wrote down because didn't doesn't somebody specifically say like they were smelling your clothes yeah uh right right it's my least favorite part of the entire movie yeah. I, I wrote down in my notes that i wrote down somebody's smelling his drawers you know oh. and then yeah and then uh my my favorite part is yeah when he picks up his under- when Justin Long picks up his underwear and he yells uh they now they know my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that actually that's pretty that was pretty funny. That was funny. That, I, love that. I laughed so hard when I it was so good and I was like and I was like this is so much better than the visit. I'm like this is this this is a horror comedy, you know. Because oh. that one line was so awesome. And and I swear, I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Long improvised that scene. Well, now, wait a second. I love how you're saying this is a horror comedy. This movie was not supposed to be a horror comedy by any means. 
This movie was hilarious. I mean, that that scene alone was so funny. This is really interesting. This, But I, this was not supposed to be funny. Laura, I, I, I told you what the director specifically said. He, he said that he attempted to recapture all the things that he liked about real scary movies while also having some room for very dark humor to take place so that it would take the edge off of the horrifying things that you saw. So he, But that's not dark humor. It Well, it's humor. No. Oh, it's not dark humor. Oh, that's, not, that's not dark humor. That's that's comedic. That's yeah. just, that's, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Long improvised that scene. If well, then the take. My least favorite scene and line of the entire movie is when I believe it's like a you know an employee of the diner says they were sniffing your laundry and they were liking it too. I mean, <laughs> at that point, I truly oh, wanted to turn the movie off. I was like, this is so stupid. Oh my god! I'm I'm laughing again right now. It's just like so gold. It's gold. It's so much gold. Wait, am I wrong in in thinking that the creeper kills things that it sort of that it knows that it smells that it's close to? Like it doesn't just yeah. kill wi- wi- willy nilly. So d- doesn't this scene lend to the fact that now it's hunting them because now it knows yeah. their scent? That yeah, that no, it actually part of you. Yeah, so apparently it's only things that he likes the scent of, so he can smell other people. Now, granted, he also did kill people that got into his way, like the, all the fast kills where he didn't actually consume any body part. You yeah. know, like with the cops, mm-hmm. that's because they're in his way. But then all of a sudden, he killed the one cop, and he was like, "Oh, I smell something," and he has his oh my god, he has his nose like up in the dead cop's mouth. Right? Oh, I thought oh, he was, was making out. I thought oh, he that was, was making filthy. out. Yeah. Because oh, he's like, God. oh, I like the way this tongue smells. Yeah. I'm gonna eat this tongue and have a new tongue. I mean, come on. So yeah, so that was the point that he really did like Justin Long's scent mm-hmm. and was pretty much after him the whole movie, which and I also thought it was neat that you actually don't know if he was after uh, Justin Long or his sister. Like you don't really know which one mm-hmm. until the end. Mm-hmm. But then now looking back, I'm like, is he just after people that have a, a a higher scent because Justin Long didn't do his laundry. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, but, but yeah, but that that scene where he yells, "Yeah, now they know my name," that was just so funny to me. That's so funny. I, I mean, if if I'm being honest, that gave it an extra star in my rating. So oh. just for that just one for that one line, it was such a great line, such a great delivery too. Oh man, I love you, Justin Long. You're so great. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a problem watching movies when you have a thing with one of the actors. I just feel like your opinion is going to be, it's going to be like, oh, well, I love the movie. I love this actor. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens going down the road. I, I think the next round of movies, I don't think I, I don't know if I like anybody in those movies. So we'll see. Okay. Maybe you'll get a more genuine response. Or maybe I'll just latch on to somebody and yeah. be like, oh, I, now I like this new guy. Ah, I see. So maybe this is what you do because you are you are scared of these horror movies and you have to kind of find like a defense mechanism. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so let's, let's go through the movie. Now we get to, you know, now to me, this movie really starts to fall apart at this point in the movie. I was on board with everything up to this point. Like I said, I, I loved the suspense. I'm like, I don't know what this guy is. The creepy bodies were good. You know, the comedic stuff with the dirty laundry, I thought was awesome. And then now we get to the part where he goes to the old woman's house. And I just thought it was so stupid and useless. And there was no point to that scene. No. Mm-hmm. It was it was just like, it didn't even need to be there. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. 
it was really dumb other than the clairvoyant say, lady saying like did you see the cats yet but still like there's no point to that scene it was just a really dumb scene it felt but, unusually uh, pointless yeah yeah i mean and it wasn't yeah. scary at all no yeah it, no it wasn't scary at all it wasn't scary at all i mean was that the scene where they like revealed the mm, yes creeper's face yes mm-hmm. okay so like that was the reason for the scene then just to kind of have that reveal of his face i guess but i also think like you said it, it needed we needed a scene so that we believed that uh giselle that the psychic mm-hmm. so that that way in the next scene when they're in the uh police station everyone's like oh she's crazy she's crazy but we in the audience are like no she's not okay, okay. she knows exactly what's gonna happen. Okay. gotta listen to her all right i'm back on board then okay good scene not no, a good I'm scene joking, joking. And, uh, you guys like this uh when they finally reveal what he looks like mm-hmm. i wrote down He's wearing a goosebumps mask with Santa hair. <laughs> That's totally accurate. It is. <laughs> That's a good one, Laura. I like that one. I like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's one thing about this movie. The more they reveal, the less I liked it. Yeah. The, yep. the more they kept revealing and I, was, I kept being like oh that that's not what i wanted that's not what i was looking at or yeah so the more they kept revealing i started checking more and more out so that that's why i kind of to be fair that is a common opinion with most horror films yeah that's why they take so long usually to show you or at least they did back in the day mm-hmm. uh, what did you guys think of the scene pretty much after the stupid cat scene uh where like they have to run him over like 50 times <laughs> greg <laughs> It was it was fifty fifty for me. What I did like about that scene in particular was that you like the parkour. The parkour. What do you use parkour? Yeah, when he was like when he when she tried to run him over twice and he was like doing backflips over the car. Oh my god, I forgot about that. So basically, what happens is this creature is chasing them. They run. They happen to run him over with their car in the middle of the road. He's laying there, sort of lifeless in the middle she proceeds to well actually before that they, they try to run him over and he jumps and he you're right he does like a parkour move where he like jumps on the hood and jumps on the the windshield and jumps behind the car and then they reverse and he does it again like two times and the third time magically he forgets his parkour moves and they he was like an expert in running over cars and then suddenly the third yeah. time he gets hit and then he's lifeless in the road. And so one thing that I think that we'll talk about at the end of this podcast when it comes to what we like, one thing that I did like, there was a common theme of them of subverting traditional tropes that uh, characters get themselves into, right? And where you would not do that. One of those tropes is kid- killing or hitting or subduing a nemesis in a movie and then just running away or you know, make not making sure he's dead. This was one of those scenes where I thought it was cool to have to go, no, let's really make sure that he's dead. And they spend like the next five minutes running over this guy in a car, like back and forth, which was at first interesting. And I, I liked how they were taking a, a you know a proactive approach to make sure that viewers didn't think they were taking the easy way out or that they're just going to run away and suddenly he's going to obviously live. They really tried to make sure that he was dead. But then it got silly by the third time and then weird when he sprouted wings <laughs> i totally agree with you greg on everything you just said like i was so happy that she was running over him over and over again i was like good someone's right. doing something smart but then that's why it's so frustrating because that scene was actually decent and then next thing you know here in my notes i write in crazy large letters with a ton of exclamation points i'm like wings 
really wings now like oh they just ruined that scene it was actually a decent scene yeah no i'm with you guys yeah like i said once he started doing parkour i was like this is fucking stupid yeah and then like you said greg when he just like okay i forget i don't, I don't know how to jump anymore now i'm just gonna let you run me over i was like well that was weird you know um, uh, my thing was like either just have him get run over right away or have him do parkour and then like okay we keep going but to do both was just really stupid yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, his wings pop out, and then he starts kind of regenerating and whatnot. And then he just flies off naked. You know, he's flying in the moon and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so then they, they, they pretty much go to the police after that. And that's when they finally meet the clairvoyant lady, uh, whatever her name is, uh, Psychic Giselle. Giselle. Yeah, so the psychic pretty much reveals some of the stuff Greg was asking. Um, she says that... The creeper is an ancient an ancient creature, which awakens every twenty-third spring for twenty-three days to feast on human body parts, which then form parts of his own body. She also tells them that it seeks out its victims through fear and by smelling the fear from Trish and Derry. Uh, it has found something it likes, she but she doesn't know what. So that's kind of what she tells uh, them there. So it's a little bit of backstory, you know. It's a, it's a ancient creature, you know, probably like you know a djinn or a, whatever you want to call it, something like that from Supernatural. And it wakens every twenty third spring for twenty three days to eat. What you forgot? You forgot something. Which she also said to them. So like when they walk into the diner after being chased by this thing, they walk, you know, they walk into this random di- <clears throat> diner on the side of the road in the middle of the countryside with a bunch of people eating, and the payphone rings and they randomly pick it up and that's when they first hear from this lady and one thing she says to them is if you hear the song then run because that means the <laughs> because that song means something is terrible coming after you mm. oh that's right oh yeah. we, can we, we talk to. about this the, the I, I'm, I'm very confused by this so the song he likes the song we even hear him i believe whistling yeah. it or yeah. even singing he it, whistles it yeah. at, mm-hmm. but I don't understand because he takes all body parts, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not like a song per body part. Do you see where I'm going with this? Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, right, I, right. So the song, what Rob said was that it's this 1920s, 1930s song uh, called Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. The phrase itself, I looked up, it was something that people said in the early 1900s as an alternative to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if you were trying to exclaim that in any kind of profane way or derogatory way, and particularly if you're around kids, instead of saying, oh, Jesus Christ, you, instead you would say, Jeepers Creepers. And that kind of became like a fashionable thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then this song was created or it was written and composed in the, the early 1900s and it had this is the title. And it really has nothing to do, in in my understanding, and it has to do with this lady who's talking about possibly a lover of hers and she's just enamored with his eyes and nothing else matters in the world the weather could be horrible everybody's telling her that the world is crumbling around her but just by staring into his eyes um everything is fine so basically it, you're right laura it's the the song itself is about eyes peepers peepers is his eyes so it's like you're right where's the consistency like this thing eats all kinds of body parts whether it's like you know whatever all kinds of appendages in order to regenerate itself. It's not just eyes. So I, I myself did not understand why he and they chose this song and this theme other than to say, maybe this is one of those movies where they try to take a, a cute and fancy 
song that by all accounts should be very benign and, and classic. And then because of that, make it, it sounds a lot more horrible and um, terrifying than it is. Yeah. It, I don't know why that bugged me so much. I just was like, so, you know, we're picking the song because he is a, he's like the creeper, Jeepers Creepers. And then he takes someone's peepers, but then does he sing that song when he's also taking people's tongues and legs mm-hmm. and hearts, you know, or is it just a coincidence where he likes the song, but then he ends up taking the eyes at the end, but, but then that's just super cheesy. Oh, it made no sense. It certainly made no sense. Maybe, right, Rob? Maybe, maybe he changes the song. Maybe he says Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get them toes? I don't know. No, <laughs> it doesn't do he that. doesn't do that? You don't think so? <laughs> I don't know. No. He's, he's not an artist like Drake. He can't, can't change it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Greg, you, I feel like you're a really good, uh, you listen to a lot of music, you know? Uh, what do you, what do you, do you have like a song in your head you could think would be kind of comparable to Jeepers Creepers for nowadays? Well, I hope we review one day the movie Insidious because that's that's the movie that has that song. Um, Tiptoe through yes, the tulips. That's the one. Tiptoe through the window. That one. Any any song that that <laughs> that's that's sung with sort of like a, a female like mm-hmm. tone to it, and it has a classical uh, like jig, and it's meant to be gentle and nice and and sweet, but then it's applied to a a horrifying situation anything like that i think applies mm-hmm. I, I was thinking yeah. more like say say they tried to remake this premise maybe like 10 20 years from now and they wanted to get a like a song you know and try to fit it into a movie kind of how they did here you know like what if they did like whip my hair back and forth and so like the movie was about a guy <laughs> trying to like people's hair you know? okay <laughs> if the creeper started to like do that move with his freaking Santa hair <laughs> before he consumed someone's hair. I would have laughed mm-hmm. really hard. So that would okay, be- you guys get the kick out of this, but I, I heard, or rather, I read that in Jeepers Creepers two, or possibly the the storyline of three. Ooh, spoilers! He, actually, spoilers. Mm-hmm. he he changes his song to the Farmer in the Dell. <laughs> Hi ho, the Mario, the Farmer in the Dell. Like uh-huh. instead of singing Jeepers Creepers, he sings that song. Interesting. Is he trying yeah. to go after like cows in that one? you got me i have no idea i just read that one point oh that's interesting okay all right you know but yeah Um, i mean for being the for being the title of the movie that ought to be more clear and obvious right and and yet none of the three of us could figure out why in the world they chose that song and why they chose that i I feel like you know like maybe he wrote the movie and then like the movie was completely done and and they 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 see the end scene where the, he takes his eyes and they're like, okay, what songs have eyes in it? And then they're like, oh, Jeepers Creepers. And then they change the name to the guy. His name is the Creeper. Maybe it was like that. Maybe yeah, it, wasn't it, might, meant to it be. might be. Yeah, maybe. I mean, music is always added at yeah. the end. And I mean, it it did add to the movie. I mean, like Greg said, like any, especially like an older song like this, that's just so happy. Like you think of people like in the 50s, listening to this tune on the radio and just like at a cafe drinking milkshakes, you know, it just seems really fun and nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then adding it to a horror movie. Yeah, if he wasn't called Creeper, what what do you guys think he should be called? I think Laura wants to call him Santa Hair. (laughs) I'd call him like like Uh, Turtle Bat Fang Man. (laughs) With a hat. I don't, know if that's, name, but... I don't know if that's going to work on that poster, Greg. Turtle Bat Fang Man with a hat. Turtle Bat Fang Man, you don't think that would work? 
I don't know. I mean, it sounds like I mean, I guess. Just I mean, it's better competitive. than cheaper creepers. You have to agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, after that in the movie, you're getting to the parts where, like I said, this movie falls apart the more they show the creeper. You know, once you get to the prison, it, you know he's fully exposed. He's pretty much like a demon. He looks like a demon. He has wings. Uh, but just yeah, the more every time they show him, it just looks worse and worse. Oh yeah, and then he starts to look like the demigod. Remember, mm-hmm. like towards the end. Yeah, yeah. His face opens up. I was like, he oh, looks like what demigod? Oh, from Stranger Things. Stranger yeah, how his how his face yeah. opens up. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that just tells you that that's. It's, it is just a, a map. That's his disguise so that he blends in with, with humans, right? That's how I took right. that. Yeah, and pretty much it, it ends with, you know, the final reveal of who get, who got chosen, you know. So the creeper takes uh, Derry. I finally got it right. He takes Derry. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, it pretty much ends with uh, the music playing and then screaming. And, and then they kind of reveal that uh, the creeper took his eyes, that he wanted them peepers. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do like the end, the end uh, scene where it's just like the holes in his eyes, and then the creeper like pops up through the eyes, and it's the same eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad ending scene. I agree. I thought uh, it was good. I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it to you, you know. But I, I, I forgot that Justin Long died. I was like, I thought it was the girl. I, I couldn't mm. remember, so I was surprised. Definitely disappointed. My boy got killed. You just remembered it that way because you love Justin Long so much. That's probably true, yeah. I thought he was just going to be sniffing them drawers forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys Did you guys catch the post-credit scene? No. What post-credit scene? What happens? After all the credits are done, uh, the post-credit scene is the creeper truck. And it's just driving into the sunset and you hear the horn honk. The creepy oh, horn. Oh, wow. Oh. But I was like, oh, yeah. that's a cool, you know, after credit scene, I thought. Um yeah, so pretty much we've done the whole movie. That's pretty much the breakdown of the whole movie. Like, like I said, you know, I was overall I was locked into this movie in the beginning. I thought the first half was really good. You know, I thought certain parts were funny, suspenseful. Even some of the killing scenes, I thought the first couple creeper scenes when he killed the cops were actually really good scenes. Uh, I thought they were shot interesting and really well. Yeah, but once once they start revealing the creeper more and more, I start checking out more and more. You know, because it just, yeah, it just looked horrible. It just really fell apart to me. Yep. Yeah. You know, I do have an interesting, so the interesting thing about this movie, what kind of goes into what I was talking about, you know, just how I saw this movie, like falling, falling apart in the second half. So there's, there's a, like a, like a, a fact that states about this movie that due to time and budget constraints, the film's original third act was cut. So the filming ended the the, so the film's ending is not what Salva intended. Some parts cut from the first film became parts of the sequel. Oh, maybe that's why Justin Long is listed in the sequel. Because I did think that was interesting. How, how could they have ended that movie to restore how they screwed it up in the second half? I don't think there's anything they could have done. I don't know. I mean, who knows what the original intent was supposed to be or how it was True. supposed to go. But yeah, I mean, like I, like I said, you know, the more they the more they revealed, the more you know, it just got worse. Yeah, um, you know, that's kind of how I felt about it, you know. But but like I said, the first half I thought was really good. If I, if I was able to rate the movie as like a first half of the movie, I, I mean, out of five, I would give it three and a half. Like I really liked the first half of this movie, but then the second half was just yeah bad. I'd be like the second half was like a one or a two. Yeah. Hmm. 
can we do what the three of us liked, then we go to the, what the three of us disliked, then the three of our favorite parts, just like kind of rapid fire? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, what did you like, Rob? I liked Justin Long. You know, he was he was number one. You're like, I have a crush on Justin Long. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's my favorite. I love him. He, he's cool. Um, I would hang out with him, you know. Hit me up, Justin. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so um yeah so i like him like i said i like the i like the beginning i like the suspense in the beginning of the movie i thought the the body you know mutilation sewn together scene was really fucking creepy i thought that was really well done i thought the i thought it was actually a really it was shot really well this movie i thought there was a lot of good you know ways that he shot this movie as a director that were interesting whether it was like images where he was shooting through the car's like windshields and you could see behind the car or the opposite way, I thought was really a, a good way of doing things compared to mm-hmm. the movie we just watched before this, which was sharp, shot very art house. Um, so completely opposite styles. But I thought, I thought the directing, I thought the directing was really good. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't give anything, you know, anything bad about the director. I thought it was shot really well. I guess I'd be more of a cinematographer, but, but still. Yeah, and then definitely, you Good know, my favorite, part, my favorite part has to be when he, you know, sniffs those underwear and he yells out, they know my name now. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, so I love favorite. that your favorite part of a horror movie is like one of the only laughs in the whole movie. <laughs> well, it was, it, was a, it was a great laugh. It was a great laugh. I mean, I haven't laughed that hard out loud in a long time. Well, what about you, Laura? What, what are the did you create a list of things you liked or is that like just a completely empty field? No, no, I, I tried. I, I tried to, uh, to think of some things. I, I do like the intro scene, like just this random car getting really close to them and essentially trying to drive them off the road. I mean that out of nowhere with no idea who that person is. And, and even the characters are like, what, who is this? Why are they doing this? What's going on? That I think was probably one of the scariest parts of the movie for me. Unfortunately, it was in the very beginning. And then after that, it all went downhill. As much as I hated how he looked and I really disliked how, I I mean, for me, again, this is all very subjective. He just was so not scary at all. He didn't look scary. I didn't think he acted that scary. Even his kill scenes, I didn't feel were very scary. Um, But I did, I, you know, even though I hated when he sprouted wings, I was so annoyed. I did feel like once I got over that and I was like, all right, he's a winged creature. There was a scene at the very end where he like, you see him flying away and it felt very twilight zone to me. So I think that nostalgia factor played. Uh, I kind of like that. Shit. That might be it. Yeah. That might be it. Seems about right. Did you have a favorite part? I also liked that she kept running him over. I was happy about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I had a favorite scene. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just the beginning before things really. Well, you know, still hopeful, you know, you got the beginning. You're like, all right. The first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. Okay. Okay. So what about you, Greg? What was your favorite uh, moments? Favorite I parts? actually like quite a few things in, in general. I think Rob, I, I align with you in a lot of ways in this movie in that the first half of the movie was, was great. And then I thought it just took a dive in the second half. I, I put on my notes. This movie is like sending a plane across the world without landing gear (laughs) the idea that like you know you take off and you get to see the sides but there's there's no plan on how to land it so what is the point of the whole thing if it doesn't if you don't live to the end and it makes no sense so that's uh, but speaking to the things that i liked 
fortunately for this movie, they're three for three on the opening. You guys both liked it. I also liked it. Um, I really thought, Rob, that I, I agree with you. I, I liked how they took their time to set the tone in the beginning, that initial car ride, how Darian, Trish were talking about the mother and kind of the point of the trip. And I almost thought like, by the second minute of them introducing themselves and then bantering back and forth, I would have expected them to cut away and say, well, that's all we need to know about them. But they kept talking. And that was interesting. I thought they actually they spent a good like, just 10 minutes talking to each other. And I thought that was a lot better. It, it was a much better way of setting the tone in the characters than you would expect in other movies where they feel uh, satisfied with giving you about 30 seconds of intro and that's all you need to know. So I like that. Even though some parts were cheesy, I thought that the, the two actors grew into their roles pretty quickly you know as the the drive kind of went on um also when they got to the farm and they were investigating what they saw back on the road behind them when he was dumping the bodies in the well uh sort of the tension of wondering if he's going to come back yeah and actually like the, the the part that scared me the most was where sort of trish is has the car off the road and she's She's kind of the spotter to, you know, if the guy's coming back, she's going to tell him to get out of the well and they got to leave. He actually returns to the car after seeing all those dead bodies in the basement and then he kind of like slams on the window and she's like startled. That part scared me the most. Oh, yeah, but... yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of wanted to get into a couple critic reviews now. I got two of them pulled up. I wanted to save these for the end because they really are in line with, I think, what we all feel right now. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the reviews is from Mac Bates at Milwaukee Journal Sentinel from 2001. He said, just when Joe Dirt thought it had a lock on being this year's worst film, <laughs> long cut Cheapers Creepers, snatching <laughs> that distinction from its grasp. Ouch. Oh my God. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Whoa, this one's underneath Joe Dirt. That's a, wow. that's a scathing review. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then the second review here, you can kind of see where the theme is going here. Uh, Chris Hewitt, uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press. This is also from 2001. His quote is, You know the part in scary movies where they're not sure what is going on and the suspense is killing you, but then you find out what's going on and it's stupid? This is it. Oh, that's a great way <laughs> yeah. to describe this movie. I like that. Yeah, and that's perfectly, I think, my review of this movie is Me like the first, the first half when I don't really know what's going on. I'm interested and I like it. And then when they review what's happening, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, probably wow. the perfect review to me. I, I yeah. wholly agree with that. Yeah, I guess Laura kind of, you know, already knew from the beginning what was going to come up. So she was already like, I'm done. You know, <laughs> I waited a little bit longer. No, I'm sure the first time I saw it, I was, I, I just don't remember you guys. But I'm sure the first time I was like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah. But. I definitely remember from previews thinking like, oh, the images in this preview feel like things I've never seen before. And so I definitely remember going into the theater thinking, okay, this is going to be different than the horror movies that came out around this time. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this before. I really, you know, I put a lot of points towards things that are unique, haven't been done before, things that I haven't really seen a lot of. And then, yeah, I was just so disappointed, you know. No, I, I get it. I get it. Um, Can I talk about that I didn't like about this that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, okay. Is there more stuff not to like? I thought Laura covered them all. You, you guys covered the major points for sure, but I just want to talk about the license plate of the Creeper's truck. Oh, what did it, what did it say? It said beating you. And then, yeah. so it was, It's for anybody who hasn't seen this or hadn't seen it in a while, 
the the license plate of this old rusty truck which the creeper drives is spelled v-e-a-t-n-g-u and at the beginning of the movie they think beating you why why would this guy have this license plate that said beating you and then later on you find out that through the psychic that it wasn't meant to say beating you she thinks that the license plate is meant to say be eating you no way really yeah. Oh my god. Be eating you, which made me think this is the stupidest thing. I this may be why I hated it when I first saw it in 2001 because I thought, what did this demon file an application with the DMV for a yeah. humorous vanity plate to like advertise to the public that he eats people? Like, I'm gonna be eating you if you're following behind me. Like, what kind of demon does this? Is he human? Is he a bat? Like, again, that I thought was the, the stupid. Then where does he store the truck while he's in hibernation for 23 years? Like, is- yeah, maybe he works at DMV. Oh, man. You know what is happening here? I think Greg, like he was saying earlier, he feels bad, like, checking off on a movie so fast. And so you've been trying to be so open-minded and and all of a sudden you've just opened the door to all these like little things and now all of a sudden it's just coming out like fast and furious and this see this is what i wanted to hear this is i was trying to give it a good faith pass the first time around but then there's these little things that are just beneath the surface that you go what the fuck you know like yeah, yeah I, didn't, I don't remember that scene with the license plate. I mean, I remember the original when they talk about it, when they say beating you, but I don't remember the reveal later on that it's like, be eating you? That's fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm imagining him standing at the Department of Motor Vehicles like, oh, this is, could you please put this on my license plate? Because, you know, I'm going to start eating people in about 23 years. And then the, that, in addition to the psychic yeah, trying that- to reveal that, I thought was just kind of thrown in there haphazardly. There was no origin story. I didn't get the motivation the whole thing about Jeepers Creepers, like all of that, like mixed in, really played itself out in the second half. Like you said, Robin, it, it, I thought it was just the first part was so well done. To me, it was like one of those movies where really, I, I hate to make a, a direct comparison to The Visit, but it was like such a great premise. If you come to me with that story, I'm thinking, let's write it, you know, without knowing the ending. But then mm-hmm. if you were to tell me how it ends and how you're going to execute it, I would say, what are we doing, guys? Yeah. I want to see the crossover. I want to see a crossover where they have to go stay with the grandparents of the creeper. <laughs> oh my god! I want to see that. As long as, as, long as it, I'm sold. So it's okay. Yeah, you know, it is pretty sad that, like, you know, the scene in the prison or the the police station, whatever it was. That normally, I feel like in a horror movie would be, I'm sure you've already been hit with some scenes that cause like anxiety. And then now you've got this kind of big scene, you know, it's going to be super violent. There's going to be multiple deaths probably. And like, I just feel like normally, yeah, I would have had anxiety like, oh God, here we go. How many people are going to go down in the scene? And he literally reaches in and takes the guy's heart. And I was yawning. I was just like, I don't care. I, I, I'm done, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it is bad. It's yeah. definitely some missed opportunities there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're pretty much at the end here. Um, so we're going to get to our pretty much overall, you know, rating judgment of this movie. So I thought we should do something a little different instead of just doing a one to five. Let's uh, do something a little, a little, a little kooky. So I want to do the rating as, okay. So if you had to rate this movie as a completely sewn together body as the being the best movie. So, you know, so like the best movie would be a completely sewn together body. It's all like good to go. It has good eyes and everything like that. 
you know, what would your cadaver look like as a rating system? Uh, a kneecap. <laughs> just a kneecap. <laughs> That's all. It's just a kneecap sitting there. That's it. Uh, it's on the table. Just a kneecap. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just for clarification, uh, <laughs> what, what would that correlate to a, a regular rating system? Because I don't even know where that even means. Is that like a half a star? <laughs> no, I feel like, no, maybe I'll give it like a 1.5. Okay. So how about a kneecap mm-hmm. with, um, you know, you got your tibia. Yeah. Uh-huh. And cool. then like part of a foot. Oh, okay. Missing some right. toes. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the ankle's gone, but okay. yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a shin and part of a knee. Okay. All right, all right. Uh Greg, same question to you. What's your what's your cadaver look like? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, as I said before, he gets he gets points for the good setup and the good tension building. Um, but he, he lost most of it for wasting that good setup. So I would say that my cadaver looks like it's just it's the cardiovascular system of the body where it's like you have the veins mm-hmm. and you have the arteries, you have the structure that, you know, and there's a good intent mm-hmm. and you could imagine that if this thing was developed properly, you would have a really good body, but like the muscles and the bones and the skin that's supposed to form around that structure never actually happened or it mutated and just fell away. So I'm just thinking like, you know, when you go to the body works museum and you see like the cardiovascular network of the body, that's, that's what my, how I would rate this movie. It's a good, it's a good rating system. Well, how would you? But you're saying the movie has heart. It has heart. Mm-hmm. It, it it definitely has heart and it's got motion of, of blood going through it. But, um, you know, is it able to walk amongst the rest of us like a normal human being? being? No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, for me, like I said, this movie started out really good. So it has a beautiful head. It has good hair, eyes, teeth. It's, you know, really good looking. Um, And then, you know, like the shoulders start to get a little slouchy now and a little deformed. Then the the, the chest area is kind of a little, you know, scarred up looking. And just the farther you go down, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And, you know. I want the details on this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you get to like, you know, the stomach and the stomach and like the entrails are hanging out and stuff like that. Um, You know, definitely no genitalia. That's gone. You know, by that point, there, there, there is nothing there. It's gone. You know, um, and then the the legs are just like bones hanging on there, just bone legs, nothing there at all. Um, yeah, so just yeah, it started good and then it ended bad at the very end. You know, can we please have somebody illustrate what oh, our three yeah. of our rating systems looks like, and then make that the new Jeepers Creepers movie poster? That'd be pretty sweet. Just, I want the personification mm-hmm. of our rating system visually. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I would. I would like that. I would like that. Yeah, you could send. Uh, you could send those images on Twitter. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram with those images. You know, at Conjecturing Pod. You can hit us up at uh, email conjecturingpod at gmail dot com. Uh, send us those images. We would love to see them. Uh, that'd be, you know, pretty cool to see. I think Laura's ended up looking like the image from the Saw poster though. It was just like a leg, like a deformed oh, leg. Yeah, you know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like Rob, I'm imagining yours is like a person that's a that's about to transform into a zombie, but isn't like mid transformation. Yeah, but well, the funny thing is that this is supposed to be a cadaver, and yet he was like, "Oh yeah, he's handsome. He's good looking. He's got nice teeth." I'm like, "Wait, is he alive?" (laughs) Well, he's describing Justin Long. Yeah, I was picturing Justin Long's head. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I think on that, we're going to go out for the night. You know, Justin, you know, hit me up sometime. We'll hang out. That'd be oh. cool. Um, yeah. So that's it for this episode. This has been The Conjecture, and I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Yeah. Until next time, remember, horror subjective. So conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Long.